Welcome to We Are All Fine, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're really new at this. Okay, so you're listening to We Are All Fine, the podcast where we talk about how everybody's fine, but not really. I am Pam. And I am V. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about friendships. Yeah, as adults. As adults, which is terrifying (laughs) well i think more the prospect of making friends as an adult is terrifying yeah and then we can also talk about like maintaining friendships as an adult because i guess one of the topics i wanted to go into was like friends from high school carrying on into adulthood and that i don't know it was kind of your you you're the one who told me this was going to be our topic so i didn't know if you had any like specific talking points that you wanted to touch base on well i kind of want to just talk about how keeping friends you know once you are older and you have your jobs maybe you have a family or you don't have a family but you know your work life is just kind of taken over and it's not as easy to go out with your friends And with the pandemic, especially, you had friendships that maybe fizzled out because you weren't able to see them all the time Mm -hmm. or some that, you know, you made new friends because of online stuff or Mm -hmm. whatnot. I mean, friendships are just like interacting with people in general when you're an adult and how kind of strange it is. Yeah. I was actually talking to my therapist about it not that long ago and she equated it to kind of like going on a non-romantic date mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're gonna if you're trying to make friendships as an adult like it is a little bit like dating where you're like trying to get to know each other and you know well and I think a lot of it is from a very early age you are made to believe or or you're told everybody in this classroom is your friend right you know even when my kids were in daycare, you know, they're not just kids in the class. They're your, my friend, blah, blah, blah. It's everybody's a friend. We mm-hmm. got a new friend today in our class. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's just a student. It's a friend. And then that carries over to when you start elementary school. You're no longer saying they're a friend. They are new students and stuff like that. But then they kind of force you like, oh, if you're going to have a birthday party, you have to invite everyone. You cannot leave anyone out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes all the way through elementary school. But then once you, maybe you get to middle school, you have a little bit more freedom of who you get to invite. And I think that also comes along with the fact that once you get to middle school, like you have different people in every class. Like you're not, yeah, in, you're not in the same with class, a, like the same There's people. a rotation. Yeah. So right. you have the capability of making friends like outside of just your class you know, so it gives you more freedom. Right. I suppose. Which I kind of like the whole starting them young with believing that everyone's their friend. Mm -hmm. It helps with conversations. I don't know. It just everyone it's inclusive. Yeah. And I think it teaches empathy as Mm -hmm. well, like to treat everybody as a friend rather than, um, (laughs) I just lost my train of thought (laughs) to treat everybody like a friend rather than 
you know, picking out differences or things that you don't like about There's people no, at a super young right. age. Right. You're not already divvying up different groups. It's right. all one group together. So I, I do like that mm-hmm. aspect. I don't remember that being that way when we were kids. But again, I don't remember a lot of what happened when I was I, a kid. I, yeah, you have a great memory. I do not. And I don't even have that great of a memory. My wife will tell you that I cannot remember shit. Like maybe I feel like you my short term memory. memory is really bad, but my long term memory is better. See, my short term is great. Yeah, I have but- short-term memory long-term yeah but yeah so that carries on so you're completely immersed with kids your own age your whole life right up until you graduate if you go to college Mm -hmm. graduate college and start your business life or your um, not business life a career life whatever job you get or thing that you do you're no longer around people necessarily your same age yeah so I think for me, it's kind of started in high school, I suppose. Because once you like get out of just academic acquaintances and you start getting into extracurricular activities that are kind of like more ages and everything, and you start making friends with people who are older than you or a little younger than you. And same thing in college. Not everybody went to college, so you may not have the same experience. But like when like in certain classes, like you're all different ages, different years, just depending on what class you're in. Obviously, if it's like introductory classes or like you might be with the same age. Yeah. Or like your preliminary courses that you have to get out of the way, like intro algebra, which Pam has still not (laughs) passed. Um, Poor Pam. Poor Pam. Stuck in the foyer. (laughs) Not getting Yeah. And like for me, like you said, when your kids talk about people they know, they call them my friend so-and-so or my friend so-and-so. I still catch myself doing that, talking about people who used to be my friends, who I haven't spoken to in years, and I still say, oh, my friend so-and-so. And And I think it's just because it's easier. I I found my... I always say someone that I used to know or someone that I used... Somebody that I used to know. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I don't necessarily call people my friend unless they are. But I mean, we'll get into that because I don't really have... I've caught myself cat like stopping it and being like, well, they're not my friend Friend anymore. anymore. But like, you know... (laughs) You go on a tangent. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you what happened in home ec or whatever. I mean, it's always in therapy that I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get into therapy too. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. In high school, you kind of start branching out and you're, you're getting yeah, yeah you're getting more varying age groups and mm-hmm. or ages and whatever they like mm-hmm. it's different um but I guess the biggest thing I wanted to talk about was how you go from having and I'm putting friends in quotations because you have people that you just have in your class that you make a buddy with but you never necessarily hang out with them right you know you go from having all these people in your life that you can you can turn to realistically to not really having that many mm-hmm. or not being, or for me, I can't speak for everyone, but my personal experience, you know, once I had kids, started a family, like my group of friends were trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. and a couple of them couldn't get pregnant or had miscarriages. So I felt like shame like almost like survivor's guilt because I was pregnant and they weren't and they were my friends, but I couldn't talk to them necessarily about what I was going through because I felt guilty. Right. And it wasn't just like a supposed guilt where I was putting that on myself. I was hearing from other friends that they were fine. One in particular was finding it hard to be around me, not because she didn't like me, but because it brought up her own insecurities with the fact that she couldn't have a kid or get pregnant. And it was just a time in my life that should have been really happy and joyous was kind of not because I felt guilty being excited. Not to say that I wasn't excited and didn't in other ways 
you know, celebrate. Well, that that's kind of shitty. I mean, okay. So I like appreciate her drawing her boundaries and being like, look, this is how this is making me feel. And I just kind of like need to get away from that. But like, also that's not your fault. That's like their and problem. I don't, and like at the end of the day, I know that's not how they felt about me, mm-hmm. but you know, you can't, it's when you see something they post that's talking about how they want to be happy, but just are jealous. Oh God. It's like, oh my God, how can that not be about me? I, I don't hate, want to be a narcissist and think that they're posting things just about me. I hate people who post passive aggressive things on social media. I know. Like, okay. Just why? Why are you doing that? Like, what is the point I've, other than... I've been the victim of many, not many, but I've had a couple instances where I've seen things that I knew were about me. And... I just want to ask them, like, what are you trying to achieve? What is your goal in I posting guess this? at the end of the day, it makes them feel better because but they get it? sympathy from other people. Yeah. You know, because people do. They seek sympathy. And that's not me. I go out of my way to, which we've talked about in our... Um, body image issue or episode where like I go out of my way to present this (laughs) you know put together non-feeling or at least not feeling bad things type of person so optimistic optimistic I am optimistic to a fault I have had many many people in my life who found it rather annoying and it's because again I don't understand like what is the point in complaining about something if you're not willing to accept like solutions yeah like I had a friend who and I will make the point to say they're not my friend anymore (laughs) (laughs) but I had a friend who was just so pessimistic and always complaining about things and would text me and just be like oh this is so shitty and all this thing is like this stuff is happening and I just hate it and my life sucks And I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm sure it'll get better. Like, maybe you should try to do this. Maybe you should try to do this. And they would be like, stop trying to help. You know, I hate that. And I'm like, well, then why are you talking? Why are you bringing it up if that's not what you want? My husband does that every once in a while. And he'll have to be like, look, I'm not asking for help right now. I just want you to listen to me. And it's so hard for me because I want to fix things. Well, yeah. Yeah. And now that I know that, I'll just sit and listen. Yeah. And I can do that. If someone says, But I'm a fixer. Yeah, me too. I have to. 100%. I think it comes from the fact that we grew up in an environment where issues and conflicts were swept under the rug. And so like it is that very, doesn't fly with me. No, no. I cannot. Uh, Things uh, have to be resolved. Yes. I'm not a I sweeper cannot, under the rugger. Yeah. No, I cannot deal with like unresolved issues. Like Same. I need to fix it. I, that needs whole to be never okay. go to bed angry. Exactly. I take that very seriously. seriously. <laughs> I like don't go five minutes angry. Like if me and my wife get in a fight and I'm like, I just need to leave. I will make it like maybe in the garage and then I'll turn right back around and be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. An asshole. Yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah. My husband and I've learned that the hard way. Like we're mm-hmm. very good at admitting when we're wrong now. Yeah. But to go back to the whole friendship thing, I think part of people's problem is that you you are allowed to cut off ties with someone that doesn't that See, no longer serves and you. And that is a point that I wanted to make is that friends from high school that are like your best friends that you're like, oh, we're going to be best friends forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to go and do all these things together. We're going to be next door to each other, you know, that kind of stuff. Like you can grow up and you can realize that 
that the person that that person is turning into does not fit into your life anymore. And that's okay. It's a very hard lesson to it learn. It is a very hard lesson Which we'll to get learn. in because we both had pretty bad friend breakups yeah. that I kind of want to touch on. Not yeah. get into all the gory details because we could be here for hours. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, But just kind of, you know, let our listeners know, you know, if someone makes you feel yucky, if you are more exhausted after hanging out that with them and not feeling rejuvenated and just, you know, when you hang out with someone and afterwards you're just so filled with energy and you're so happy and giddy mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. If you are feeling the opposite of that after you hang out with someone, you should probably rethink them being in your life. And you don't have to hang out with them no. if you don't want to. And you don't even have to make up excuses. Like you have the right to feel your feelings and be honest with people. Which I think that being said, I don't think ghosting is appropriate because that hurts people. Yes. There has to be a way to, in an adult way, talk about things in Mm -hmm. a non-hurtful way. Um, I will tell you that I tried to do that once and failed miserably. It blew up in my face. Mm -hmm. But I probably could have done things differently, which we'll get into that too. Where was I going with this? The whole cutting people out of your life. Or yeah, so if you feel drained and like you need a nap after hanging out with someone, you probably should rethink that. Or like the only thing you can do after seeing them is talk about like how, how horrible they, they are, are. <laughs> how annoying they are, yeah. How they make you feel, can right. you they did that, right. what do they mean by that comment? Right, or like how is their life still such a fucking mess? Yeah, yeah. why am I still sitting here? Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. I do have a few high school friends that I am still friends with, but we rarely talk and when we do it's you know like nothing has changed but there are a small group of girlfriends that I have that it's rare and I couldn't be around them every day and I think it's because we don't live in the same state Mm -hmm. that we all do love each other so much because when we do get together it's very you know it's special Mm -hmm. if it was if they were people that yeah because we don't necessarily all have a bunch in common I think I'm the only one in that friend group that has kids but when we do get together it's great yeah. And I appreciate them and I, but I wouldn't necessarily call them and say, oh, I'm, I'm having such a horrible day yeah. or this my, hu- my husband's the only one I really say that to. Who I, are you? Right. You know? Like my siblings are my best friends. My wife is my best friend. Like I don't feel like I really, well, actually that's not true. I recently reached out to a friend I had in high school. Like we hadn't talked for over 11 years and I don't even know what happened. Well, I mean, I know what happened, but I don't know why we stopped talking. Like I had been in college and like broke up with my girlfriend at the time and ended up uh, dropping out of school and moving home. And she was like, my friend was still staying there, obviously, to go to college. And I don't know, we just kind of fell apart. There wasn't really grew apart. Yeah, Yeah. Or there wasn't really a reason other than, you know, I was just shit at communicating and didn't text her and she didn't text me or call me or whatever and then we just kind of like mutually drifted apart right and now I it was on her birthday I was like thinking about her and I'm gonna text her like I wonder if her phone number is even still the same and so I did and we've been talking almost every day since and I've gone up to where she lives a couple of times to visit with her and her partner and it honestly is like nothing has changed yeah I mean we talk about you know some serious things ask each other questions you know we're really open with each other and it just feels exactly how it was when we were in high school which I understand is rare. Right. That's exactly how I feel yeah. about this group. It's like four four women. And she's the only well, she's one of the only ones. Three. 
for including me. Yeah. <laughs> so I only have two. Like she's one of them and then another's and one of I mean she's still my best friend, I guess I would say. And she lives I don't even know where she lives anymore, honestly. Her and her husband have moved recently and but she has a daughter and she's pregnant with another kid and but it's like you were saying it's the it's that relationship where it doesn't matter how long it's been right like I see my first friend like I've seen her a couple of times in the last several months just because it's kind of fresh like I just reached out to her a couple months ago but my other friend I see her maybe once a year and we talk maybe like once every couple of months but like when we do see each other it's that's not that's how weird. it is with it's this not, group of yeah yeah but that, and, I mean and maybe that isn't rare if we both have that kind of relationship And then I do have a group of friends that, you know, we've all been friends for the last 10 years. We met at a company that we all worked at. That's where I met my husband, you know, and we do get together. It's not like deep conversations. It's not, you know, anything really below the surface, but we have a good time to with each other and we all have kids now and, Mm -hmm. you know, we just get along and it's, it's a fun, safe group of people. The friends that you invite for the weekend barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're just good people and... But other than that, I don't have like a best friend yeah. that I confide in because I had a really bad friend breakup that felt worse than a romantic breakup 12 years ago. No, it was when I, right before I got pregnant with my first daughter. So like seven years ago? Yeah. We'll call her Lacey. Yeah. Um, so Lacey and I had been friends since high school when I was off at school and then moved to Los Angeles for a while. You know, we talk every once in a while. We weren't like best friends and she wasn't with the inner circle of friends that I had she was outside of that and uh, but once I moved back to where I am now we got close again and then shortly after I moved back is when I started dating my now husband and they just kind of butt heads every once in a while you know my husband would tell me like you know she's kind of a lot sometimes she's just very not possessive over me but would like make comments to him like oh I know her better than you ah uh, yeah do you remember her doing stuff yes, like I that do, yeah. yeah and he I think they I got remember into being it. present for a particularly interesting argument between him and her and him just being like she's my wife like I know her yeah and it just being weird yeah and she'd done a few things like that and she you know and she was really instrumental in planning my wedding and making sure the day went really smoothly and I really did appreciate everything that she did she went out of her way and then after I and she even said before I got married like I'm just really afraid that once you get married you're not gonna have time for me and I'm like what no that's silly like to me getting married was just I mean, it was a big deal. It's more of a big deal now to me being married. It means more than it did at that time. Like I just had no, I was not really aware of, I just didn't, nothing was going to change for me getting married. Right. It was just like a celebration. Yeah. A celebration. A party to change my last name. Right. Going to be with this guy forever. So it wasn't a big deal to me, but it was to her. So fast forward, she starts dating this guy and very quickly everyone and our friend group is like, he's lying about things. Like we've caught him in lies. Like he's definitely over-exaggerating things. Very strange dude just would come on to one of our other friends. that was a guy, you know, right in front of Lacey. And, you know, and I wasn't saying anything. And I honestly wasn't noticing. It was all of her friends and my friends telling me, you know, this guy seems sketch. Mm-hmm. And then he finally came clean to Lacey and said that he'd been lying to her about everything. He even had like a kill list from when he was in the military that he supposedly killed these people, like a total of people he killed. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 
Like he lied about his family. Nobody he she had met was really like it was, you know, the sk- like all these new scam things you see it was and like, like swindler. Line, yeah. Like, like this was a for line. real thing happening. Yeah. Like in real time, I was witnessing it. And one weekend she even went and came and stayed with my husband and I. And we went out of our way to like make sure that she was feeling okay because it was crazy. It was a fucking crazy situation. And I think he was even like threatening to kill himself at one point. And, you know, all of our other friends were like, yeah, just keep her safe. You know, she needs to go stay my one of our other friends his dad has some property like out in the middle of nowhere and he was like she needs to go stay out there to feel safe you know so people were getting involved people were saying things she had told people that this was happening so anyway three day like there was a three-day weekend or something she was with us and then around our birthday because her birthday is the day before mine because we always to do like birthday parties together right. and stuff like we were that close but it wasn't really until i got married that things started getting bad like where i was really like wow this she's kind of frustrating me i'm feeling drained after hanging out with her it feels I, like an obligation and yeah. Yeah, like and I knew joy. well, and I knew that she was going through a bad breakup, and this was her first everything. She was a virgin prior to meeting him, lost her virginity to this guy that then admitted that he lied about everything, you know. So that year, instead of doing a joint birthday, we, her and I just met for dinner because things were crazy, and she didn't want to do anything joint understandably and she confessed to me that she'd gotten back together with him and I was livid I was so angry you know after everything that it went down and just everything that I felt that I had done you know to protect her it just felt like a big smack in the face and I know I was not nice I told her that she was being stupid you know I just I was giving her the friendly advice that I thought that she would give me back you know mm-hmm. if the, and she had there had been a couple instances in the past where she had been pretty real with me about things. Like I remember it's so dumb, but I got her a purse for her birthday and she like straight up told me she hated it Mm -hmm. and was like, I'm going to return it and get something different. I was so offended. (laughs) I was seriously so offended by it because I'm like, what the fuck? You know, that's real rude. But again, now I'm like, well, I, I respect her for her honesty, but she could have done a nicer, yeah, in a nicer, more gentler way. So anyway, like I didn't feel like I was out of, line mm-hmm. at this point but also back then I've gotten really good at setting boundaries in the last like five years but that seven years ago I was not like boundaries were very blurry right you know with her um and I so anyway that happens and even at that the same night I finally was like you know what if he makes you happy I'll give him a second chance if you think he's worth a second chance I'll do it and I was committed to it I was really committed and I went home and told my husband and he was just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. This guy? No. And I had to convince him, you know, of the same thing. And I'm like, no, New Year's. Cause we, we did like a New Year's. It was before New Year's. It wasn't New Year's. It was like December 28th or something. We all got together and I invited. I said she could bring him. And um, he brought like a 12 pack of beer that he drank all by himself. Yeah. And I remember at one point we were in my backyard and I told him, you know, that I was happy that for her if, you know, if he was, you know, pretty much doing the friend thing. Like you, if you fuck up, I'm going to yeah come the, after you. The shovel talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I thought that's what people wanted your friend to say, mm-hmm. you know, especially after a situation like that. Like, I don't understand why. Anyway, I'll keep going. So, and I told him, like, I really am happy for you guys if this is, 
if she's happy. You know, basically giving them my blessing mm-hmm. is what I felt happened. And, you know, we were playing a, we were playing uh, Cards Against Humanity, which I realized is a racy game. And But he didn't know anyone there, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was making a lot of offensive jokes and just being a, an idiot. And now being where I am now, where I don't drink alcohol anymore, it's like I can look back on that and be a little bit more... Be like, like yeah, alcohol I mean, probably fueled some of some those of that. choices. Yeah. yeah. Everybody leaves and we're like sitting in the living room. And at that point I was smoking pot, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have kids. So I, yeah. Whatever. For me, I don't like being under any influence around my children. But anyway, Lacey was like, oh, I can't because I'm trying to get a new job. And I know that, you know, I would, I don't want to fail a drug test that they need me to. And I'm like, right. oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. I get that. Let's not smoke at all. But he kept pressing it and he wanted to smoke. I'm like, dude, no. If your girlfriend is afraid, I'm like, I don't want to somehow she fails a drug test because we're smoking around her. I don't know how these things work, but mm-hmm. chill, you know? And I'm like, no, no. So he starts telling this story um, about food trucks and how he wants to get a food truck. And our mom at the time had been talking about getting a food truck, but I guess like there's super strict laws and like licensing that you need. Like you can't make your food or at this point you couldn't make your food in the truck. You had to make it in a commercial grade kitchen. And so I'm all talking to him about it. And he was just lying. I don't even remember now. It was so long ago, but he, I totally caught him on a lie and I called him on it. And I'm like, Lacey, don't you see he's lying about this venture? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I did. I took it over the top, but I caught him in it and he was already being an ass that night and I was annoyed with him, you know, and she's like, oh, I haven't even been paying attention. I was watching the, ba- you know, the basketball game. And so they leave and, you know, he, or he told me he called me a bitch in my own house, <laughs> like a fucking bitch or whatever. And my husband was very um, upset about it afterwards, but he did not defend me. I think he was just so like because I jumped all fiery up. I was like, get the fuck out of my house. You don't mm-hmm. talk to me like that. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? So I think he was just very like, what? What is happening? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, there's never been an instance like that again for right. him to like defend me properly to show that he can do it. But right. if he had a crystal ball or if he had a time machine, I'm sure he'd go back. But anyway, so she leaves with him. and I'm like, just call me. We'll come get you. Like this guy is clearly still lying about shit. So the next morning, I get a long Facebook message from him. Telling me that I was rude to him all night and threatened him in the backyard. And the reason he kept getting up to go to the bathroom so many times because because he was hoping that Lacey would follow him so she could tell her how terrible time he was having. It's like you had been drinking what tw- you drank 12 beers. Mm-hmm. You were getting up to go pee. Right. Not because... Or doing God knows what in the what? bathroom. Yeah. yeah. You're not getting up to, you know, if you want to get your girlfriend's attention, fucking text her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just bullshit, you know, and I don't even remember if I responded, but I think I called her. I was like, really? He's going to send me this? Are you kidding me? Because I don't want to ever speak to him again. Right. You know, this is between you and I now. Like, what are you going to do? What is your plan here? And she ended up staying with him and I met up with her because my husband and I at this point were trying to get pregnant and I made the decision that I couldn't be her friend while she was dating him because I couldn't be around that. And she was like, well, I'll just separate him from you. We can still do things and not have him present. And I just, that wasn't okay to me. I can't imagine dating someone and not having them a part of your friend group. It just feels disgenuine. Like it feels like the the time that she would be spending with you like away from him like she would be a different person or something right. yeah it feels disgenuine like yeah. she's trying to keep a part of her life separate from you which tells me that she probably already felt like it was a little shady it's really hard when you're in a position where you have your shit mostly together or not even that 
So like, it's really hard to watch some, it's like, so it's like watching someone drive a car towards a cliff and you know that there's a cliff there and you're telling them, hey, there's a cliff there and they just keep going. And they're like, oh yeah, I see it. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I'll turn right before we get there. Or not even that, but just like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like not even saying that they're going to turn or make the right choice at the last minute. Just like, oh, I see it. And they just keep going. And in some cases keep speeding up and you're just like, okay, like, I don't know. And it's also really hard to take a step back and to just kind of let them make those choices and let them make those mistakes because you want to help them. And it's frustrating because you're like, okay, all of the answers are right here. It's so clear. It's right in front of your face. Like, why is it so impossible? But as a person who has been in a relationship where everybody around me was telling them or telling me how horrible of a person they were and like that I needed to get out of it and that they were doing all these things and saying all these things like when you're especially when it's your first love I mean you those rose colored glasses come on and you yeah. just kind of ignore all the signs because you're so convinced that even if they are fucked up, that you can change them. You can fix them. You can make it better. You're going to be the one, you know, that defies all the rules and everything like that. And I can see from her perspective how she may have felt that way. And because like I in during I lost a lot of friendships over that particular relationship because I was just blinded by yeah. I was being manipulated and gaslit but and I, that's exactly what was happening for yeah. her he was step one was to get rid of me as her friend yeah because I made her. too much sense to isolate her yeah yeah and so and he he aced that yeah because I and looking back look I'm not perfect I'm not claiming that I did everything right in this separation with my friend like well, you I, had a lot of emotions fueling you yeah and I was just very perplexed as to how she could take him back like after everything she knew especially it just made after no the sense. first time yeah. yeah like I it would be different like fool me once yeah and she I mean thing. and she threw things at me like oh well you've dated terrible guys and I didn't say anything and it's like you should have yeah if you had Why didn't you right like it's yeah I never told you you weren't allowed to that was your choice that doesn't mean and it was almost like her choice was the best choice. Mm-hmm. She let me figure it out. And the worst part about all of it is none of our other friends that have been talking shit said shit to her. Yeah. They let me take the fall. They let me be Even the Even though one. everybody felt the same way. Oh, and my gosh. And said worse things. Oh, my and gosh. said worse this things. This is exactly like my friend breakup. So, so I don't want to like just interrupt you if well let me finish finished. mine yeah. really fast because okay, yeah, it, it'll it'll be pretty speedy mm-hmm. so anyway i tell her basically give her an ultimatum i'm like you know i'm trying to start a family this guy's not safe i don't want him around me i don't want to just have half a friendship with you if you can't date a guy that you want to bring around your friends like that's strange that you want to have involved in your complete life, life. yeah like that's not okay with me yeah. and while you're dating him we just can't be friends yeah. i can't be a part of that i've got to focus and for me it was like i've got to draw the line for me like this is not healthy for me and that is incredibly valuable yeah and a very hard thing to do to draw boundaries especially. so i did yeah so i did i cut you know and she she's the one that took it to the next level though because she deleted me off all of our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And I even reached out to her and I was like, look, we're just taking a little break right now. Like, I don't know why you're going so far. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's the way I was saying it. Like, I know you're not going to be with him forever. This is just a break until you figure out that you're being an idiot. So like looking back, I realized that's how I was handling it. But for her, she might've been like, you know what? I really like this guy. 
Yeah. You know, this isn't just a short term thing for me. This is to see how it goes. And if she's thinking it's a short term thing, maybe I should. Anyway, he succeeded in getting her out of me out of her life. And so anyway, so we cut ties. She deleted me. All of her family deleted me like her family was at my wedding. Like they were we were close with her mom and stepdad. All of them I noticed delete me. I'm like, oh, man, that's awkward. I feel like nobody gets it. Like, why would they must not know the whole story then? She must not being being honest with them because if they knew what I knew they'd be you in know, the middle of yeah, it too like yeah. what are you doing are you okay are you sound of mind um, this guy sounds crazy yeah, yeah like I just I really felt like not everybody knew the full story and mm-hmm. that's but again when I went to therapy for this because I was fucked up for months over this I would call my husband crying from work because I was just like I'm what I need to call remember, her and apologize yeah. like I was really messed up over this it was yeah. very hard and so the therapy I'm about to talk to you about wasn't even till two years ago. So I went five years before I even got into therapy about it. And my therapist at the point at that time said, you know, of course they're going to be on her side. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you murdered someone, your mother would probably be like, but you're such a good girl. Right. <laughs> you know, they're her family. Of course they're going to be on her side. And that made sense to me. It's like, yeah, duh. But what about the other friends? And it's, you know, it was easier for them to not say anything because they saw what fucking happened with me. Right. So anyway, Fast forward, our two friends that she'd been living with get engaged and they're going to get married. And I saw that her grandmother had died because we had all kinds of uh, mutual friends. So it's like we broke it off, but we were still seeing what was going on in each other's lives. And that's even more painful than just having a clean break where you just have no fucking idea. So I reached out to her because her grandma was had died and we kind of started of chatting, not like super serious, but just chatting and uh, it was right before the wedding and she was in the wedding party and all that. And I wasn't. And I was kind of bummed, like butthurt a little bit about that because I felt jilted a little bit. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's a whole other story. So I we go to the wedding and she kind of is ignoring me. Her mother just completely is like, oh, hi. Hi, V. You know, I could just tell they didn't care for me. Yeah. And it was just awkward. And they were making a point for you to know. Did that you they notice did not that? Care for you. No, I, I I wasn't I didn't pay attention. I honestly don't remember that wedding. I know I was there. Yeah. But I don't really remember the details. Yeah. Other than it took place at a kind of cool Yeah, it was area. a cool venue. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was a cool venue. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just awkward. I'm like, well, I guess she just wanted to make nice with me for this. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of the night, and mind you, I'm pregnant at this point, so I'm 100% sober. There is not a piece of me that's, you know, being overly dramatic because of the the alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know how that can like heighten yeah. your emotions. You're like, did you see how she looked at me? And everyone's like, she didn't just come at, at me, bro. Come at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there was none of that. I was 100% sober and clear minded, and went into this thinking that things were going to be completely fine, mm-hmm. and they weren't. And so right when I'm about to leave, this girl that I've never met before in my life who's there with Lacey as a friend, Lacey points to me. Like, they're not even that far away, but points to me, and I can see, I can read her lips. She's saying, that's her. And this friend looks right at me and goes, that bitch. (laughs) You know? And I'm looking at them, and I'm, like, scowling at her. Like, what the fuck? Are we in middle Middle school? school? Like, I'm fucking six months pregnant. Like, what is going on? You're calling the pregnant lady a bitch? Like, what did I, did I miss something Not to mention you've been nothing but kind the entire time you were around her. I'm sure if she had even, like, come up to you and said anything, you would have been completely cordial. Like, it wouldn't have been passive aggressive. The only thing I can think of is that at one point when we were, like, in the dining area, Mm -hmm. her stepdad wasn't standing too far from us. And I like whispered, okay, this is kind of awkward. Or I said something like, I feel weird. Lacey's not being very nice or being very like warm. 
So I don't know if he heard that, but I wasn't talking shit. It sounds to me so like that, she knows she's wrong and she was trying to get everybody on her side and yeah. like pitting them against you. Yeah. Because yeah. I've never been called a bitch before. That was the first time. Right. Other than when yeah. you kicked that guy out of your house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But he might not have called me bitch. He might have just told me to shut the fuck up or something. Oh, yeah. Because I remember distinctly being like, nobody's called me a bitch before, but maybe I'd already blocked that out. Yeah. But anyway, that happened and I'm just like, and of course, nobody fucking saw it. Yeah. My husband didn't see it. I didn't see it. My, fr- You were already gone. My oh. friend didn't see it that was with me or not friend, but acquaintance. See, <laughs> mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the person that had been sitting, standing next to me didn't see it. And I'm just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me right now? And the worst part is, is Lacey saw that it happened because she grabbed her friend and snickered and ran off and Jesus. said friend bent down to the mother, Lacey's mom, and whispered something and they both start cackling. You know, like in movies, Ugh. they could have been saying nothing, but it's probably they were saying that. You they know? probably were, yeah. And they're all cackling at me and I'm just standing there like, oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah. Like I just fell into a 90s teen movie. Yeah, but that night when I left, because I was driving home, I was like, I'm done. I will never speak to her again. Like, this is it. And I haven't. I have not spoken to her. She never reached out to me. Part of me really wanted her to reach out to me and be like, I'm so sorry. You know, her opinion of you is not what I, you know, or something. Because we had made friends. We had pretended to be friends for those few months before the wedding. And then it's like nothing happened. Like, it just, and I, I saw her a few times after that. And she was like, your kids are so cute. But I didn't like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, ugh, ugh. It just disgusts me. Yeah. It just, I fell for, I just feel like I fell for some trap where she was really just tricking me. You know, she got her final revenge at the end and it just, it fucking sucked. I'm going to end the story now and say what I hope more than anything is that she does feel guilty about that and wishes that she could apologize to me, but can't because she's too stubborn. Yeah. That's what I wish at the end of the day. I wish... For her happiness i hope she's great i really don't have any hard feelings much anymore but man it would feel great to get an apology for all that uh, uh you know i know you were trying to be a good friend but you overdid it you went above what you should have but thanks for looking out to me for me you right, know right and i'm never gonna get that no. and one of my therapists that i talked to about this was like well you should write a letter i'm like fuck no <laughs> right. i'm not writing a letter to her it's not gonna make me feel better to write a letter to her no And if I did write a letter to her just for the exercise of it, I'm not sending it to her. I want nothing more than to just stop thinking about it, you know, Mm -hmm. which I don't think about it that often anymore. This is bringing up all the emotions talking about it. Right. But yeah, so this is brings me into I wanted to hear your story, but this is why it's hard for me as an adult to form attachments with other people outside of my family Mm -hmm. and my husband because I'm terrified of that shit happening again. And I'm terrified of rejection you know, it's rejection on a different level because before all of this, it was rejection with a partner, rejection with being in the film industry, mm-hmm. you know, but so like friend rejection is so real. It's so painful and it's just the feelings are so raw when you think about making friends and that's why it's hard for me. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, you just, you don't, after a certain point, you don't really want to open yourself up to that. You like, you don't want the relationships to go more than skin deep, really. Right. And also, and I think that's okay. You don't have to have a million course, friends yeah. or even one super close friend. That, it's I what mean, you're comfortable with. I think that it's important for... To have a confidant. Yeah, to yeah. have someone in your life that you can go to in a time of need and know and trust that they're always going to be there for you. Um, but again, like it doesn't ha- you don't have to have a plethora of them. 
you know, just that one person that you know is on your side or not even just on your side, because that can be a little tricky too, because you don't want someone in your life that just tells you what you want to hear. Right. And I, I realized at a certain point in my life that like that was all my friends were. Right. Like they were just people that around me that told me what they thought I wanted to hear instead of actually telling me, you know, the truth, which is what I really needed to hear. It's it's hard. It's hard to tell yeah. someone the truth because sometimes it's and not it's nice. Yeah. And it's hard to realize that you have outgrown someone that you used to really love and care about and that you do still love and care about on like a fundamental level. But that just doesn't really have a place in your life anymore. And yeah, it's really sad. It's sad that she reacted that way. And it's sad that even, you know, months after the fact, she was still acting pretty petty and pretty immature. And I mean, that's her shit, which I know now, you know, yeah, Yeah. a long time to get. And I took it very personally. I took it. You know, I'm a people pleaser. Well, because pleaser. she was your best friend. Well, you it wasn't even since... that anymore. Yeah. You know, it wasn't even that. Like when I really dig into it, it wasn't that. It was, I'm a people pleaser. I want everyone to like me and yeah. think I'm awesome. And the fact that someone I'd never met before had already Made presumed opinion, this about yeah. me, you know, and it's Without because really of what she you. has told her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, clearly you, don't, clearly you don't know the whole story. Yeah. If you knew that this guy was manipulating and gaslighting her, had lied about being in the military and had a list of people he had killed while he was there, you would be in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Or you would maybe not be forthright about your opinion, but you certainly wouldn't be calling me a bitch. Right. Yeah. And that sucks. I mean, that's just not everybody can live by the standard of there's always two sides to a story. Well, there's three sides to a story. There's what they say, what the other person says, and and then what actually happens. Yeah, it meets in the middle. It's where it's more truthful. Exactly. Yeah. So my friend breakup was similar, but not similar like it was similar in like how some of the things about C? happened um about C talking about J oh yeah 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 which they kind of tie in together yeah yeah so <laughs> for starters i am married to my friend Jay's ex-girlfriend which probably started the whole like downside of our relationship but to be fair they were not dating when my wife and i started dating they had been broken up for over a year at that point, they weren't on speaking terms. Um, according to Jay, like a whole bunch of really weird things happened. And like, apparently my wife was constantly messaging her and, you know, Jay made it seem like she was stalking her, basically stalking. Is that the right? Stalking? Stalking. Yeah, it's stalking. Stalking. <laughs> stalking her, basically. And so I had some very poor, I guess, um, God, what is the word I'm looking for? You already had. Impression. Yeah, impression. I had a poor impression of her. I mean, I had known her and we'd hung out while they were dating and I considered her in a non-romantic in a non-romantic way. I had considered her my friend at that point. Um, And then later, you know, a year after her and Jay broke up, we kind of reconnected somehow. I don't even remember. Oh, I do remember. I went to a gas station at a grocery store and she worked at the grocery store and she had been it was like her turn to go out and like service the gas station while that the person who worked there originally went on break because she was a manager and so I had to go up to buy cigarettes because I was still smoking cigarettes at that point and she was there and I was like oh hey and we started talking and then you know I eventually we made a time to like hang out oh actually no that was the second time the first time was the night that Obama got reelected. we went to a gay bar and ended up hooking up <laughs> so, what I yeah, didn't you didn't that. know that? Yeah, she called me at work out of the blue and was like having a really so bad day. So you and Jay hooked up? Please? No, no, me and my wife. This is my <gasps> oh, wife. Oh, 
Oh, life. oh my God. Okay. No, not me and Jay. No, no, never. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were talking about Jay. No, not Jay. This is me and my wife, my current, current wife. Your, your <laughs> my wife. only wife. Yeah. <laughs> but so she, so Jay ended up finding out that my wife and I slept together and got like really upset and rightfully like, so like yeah, looking back you gotta it. I get it but I don't know how it works in the lesbian community I know with straight people it's in the lesbian community it's claws really come rough. out with women <laughs> yeah in the lesbian community it's really rough because it's a very small circle and everybody sleeps with everybody at some point basically but at least that's how it was with like our friend group I mean it was just I don't know it's hard to explain but I really Maybe because you don't have very many choices or yeah, at that it's point, true. You, you don't have, have many very many choices. You're, you know, you only have so many people that you're introduced to that are like possibilities, potential suitors right. kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we just started spending time together, me and my wife. And well, the first time my friend Jay was like, I can't be friends with you if you're going to spend time with her. And I was so worried about losing her friendship that I was like, no, 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 no. It was a one-time thing. We were both really drunk. We weren't drunk. We, you know, it was whatever. It was a one-off. It's never going to happen again. I will never talk to her again. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Blah, blah, blah. And so she did and it was fine. And then, you know, a year or a couple months later, my wife and I rekindled at the gas station that I was talking about and ended up hooking up again. And then um, I we started dating because I liked her. I enjoyed spending time with her. It was pretty dramatic there for a while because I was very back and forth on, oh, I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings. But I'm also really like, Starting, falling for uh, her. Yeah, I'm yeah. really falling for her. And it was a really sticky situation. And so finally, I tell, you know, Jay what's happening. And she's really pissed off about it. And just like that finally gets to a point where uh, fine, that's okay. But like, I don't want to see her or be around her. And then so like all of my other friends that were also friends with Jay would come into town and be like, Oh, I'm throwing a party, you should come but you can't bring your girlfriend. And I would be like, okay, well, then I'm not coming. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Because I didn't want to separate those parts of my life. See? I yeah. didn't want to be disgenuine. I wanted my girlfriend to be involved in every aspect of my life. And so eventually it got to the point where it was Jay's choice not to be friends with me, which I understand. I was dating her ex-girlfriend where it ended kind of badly and sure that's probably not you know kosher <laughs> but well, um, I mean I think it's very big of you to recognize you know you get it like yeah I'm dating your ex-girlfriend that's, yeah and I'm sorry I'm and that's sorry how I was. That yeah it, yeah you know, I'm sorry that I, it happened that way I'm sorry that this is affecting you poorly and like but I am not going to deny myself, you know, true happiness just to make your life easier. Just because you, suddenly you have like ownership over this person and can declare that no one I know is allowed to date them simply because I dated them. And like, it's just bullshit. Like people don't belong to you and you can't really dictate how other people's relationships are going to develop. Right. And of course she went back and forth between like, well, were y'all hooking up while we were together? And I'm like, of course not. I'm not a monster. Right. Like, of course not. I have never cheated on any partner and I've never been a mistress. Like I, I of course not, obviously, but, um, I don't know. And so we didn't talk for a really long time because I was just like, well, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. this is the reality. We're moving in together. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you kind right. of thing. Um, and then eventually, uh, gosh, my 
another of my friend from high school, her brother passed away. He died in a very tragic accident. And I got a call from Jay and she was just like, hey, well, because I hadn't been talking to any of these friends because they had all basically like, right, just cut me out because of this decision that I made to date one of my best friend's ex-girlfriends. And so Jay was the one who reached out to me and was like, hey, I don't know if you know about this, but so-and-so's brother died. And I just think it would be really great if you came to the funeral. Right. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. And so I did. And that was kind of a moment where, and, and my wife came with me and that was kind of a moment where we put our differences aside. We let bygones be bygones. You know, Jay even made up with my wife. They, you know, talked and kind of started rekindling their friendship. I th- think that they, you know, worked some things out that were miscommunicated at the end of their relationship. And it was good for a really long time. And then Jay moved in with us because she was between apartments or something like that. It was very odd. It was one of those things where you're just watching them and being like, so you don't know where you're moving, but your lease ends on this date, but you don't have a new lease, but you're waiting like, I don't understand. It was just like one of those things where they just did not plan accordingly. They didn't schedule it right. It was just like, if you aren't moving, I it's just, it was weird. And But I was like, of course, you can stay with us for a couple of weeks until you can move into your new place or find a new place or whatever, whatever. it is you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And she has a cat. And I was like, but your cat has to stay in your bedroom because we have a pet rabbit. And we had a pet rabbit at the time. And I'm like, she's a prey animal. I don't know. I don't know your cat. I like, I don't want our rabbit to get killed by your cat. And she was like, oh yeah, okay, okay, that's fine. And then um, a couple of things happened. Like I saw on, because we had cameras at the time so that we could like watch the bunny because the bunny was like free roam. So we wanted to make sure that she was safe and wasn't getting into anything if we were away from the house. Not chewing on like a cord. Not chewing on like an electrical wire or something. She was actually a very, very good rabbit. She was 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 litter trained and everything like that. And on the camera, I saw her cat was out of her bedroom. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I need to get home right now. And I, like, called her. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I saw that your cat was, like, not in your bedroom. And I don't know if you're close to home. If you could, like, run over there and put him back in your bedroom really quick. Because I'm really worried about the rabbit. I don't want him to, like, hurt her. And, you know, stuff like that. And she's like, oh, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, an hour away or something. I'm like, okay. So I had to leave work, run home, put this cat in her room so that he didn't kill my rabbit. And while I'm doing that, I noticed that she has a giant ass, like gallon sized pickle jar full of marijuana. And that I like when I asked her about it, I knew that she used to sell. And I had told her, I was like, we don't want that much in our house. Like I'm green friendly. I'm as green friendly as it comes. But like, I don't want people selling from my home. No. Because I don't want SWAT to like come bust down my door. And then you're, you know yeah guilty by proxy because she's not on the lease i'm on the lease right it's my you know responsibility my property and like that's the whole that was my whole thing it's like i don't care you know that you do that but i don't want that much in the house right right and so i found it and i was like is she selling from the house because i knew that she had had friends come over like a couple of times and you know whatever and so i brought it up and Asked her about it and she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not selling from the house. Just my snack. (laughs) I know, right? That's just my week's worth. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I just didn't want to leave it in the car, you know? And I'm like, okay. You're even like talking like her. You know, bro. I know. Yeah. She did kind of talk like that. 
So she ended up moving out sooner than originally anticipated because she was like basically saying that we were Nazis to live with. And I'm like, okay, I, all I did was ask for very specific things that Up are front, that are you. well within reason. Also, like don't sell weed out of my apartment. Don't have a giant ass pickle jar full of like a pound of weed in my apartment. You know, like, cause they can't prove that it's yours. It's my apartment. They would think it was mine. I, I would be the one going to jail. Yeah. And, and just given her track record, you don't know if she's going to be like, that's not mine. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I hope, I would hope that she would take responsibility for it. I know. It. People in situations like that. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty terrible. So that happened. And then, I don't know. She was one of those people that was kind of like a chameleon. Like she, her personality changed pretty drastically depending on who she was around. And she would say like one thing to me and something totally different to another person. And everybody knew too. Like everybody. Very psychopathy. Yeah. Right. Because that's, that's how that other guy, that guy was. He, you know, I think that was part of his problem is he just couldn't keep all these things straight that he had said. Exactly. And I, I always wondered that too. I'm like, how do you keep up with all these lies like, and she wouldn't either. She wouldn't yeah. step over. Like, I, God, I wish I could remember a specific example. I know. I feel the same way because it's like, I want to paint the most realistic picture so and it doesn't I feel look like, like I'm, I'm just being an asshole. Right. I, that's but what I was going to say. I feel like I'm just There like were specific a, things that asshole, happened yeah. that all pointed to, you might be dealing with a psychopath. Right. You know? Yeah. And she, and she was one of those people that if she didn't know about something, she immediately thought it was stupid or like, I don't know. Like she could, that's how this guy was too. He always knew everything about everything. Yeah. And and I didn't know enough to disprove him or I just wouldn't be listening. Yeah. Like, I think I asked her if she had seen like the most recent, like Wes Anderson film. She's like, oh yeah, stupid. And then like a couple of weeks later, she was like, Hey, do you want to go see this Wes Anderson movie with me? I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, you just told me two weeks ago that you thought it was stupid. Like what? Okay, whatever. And the most frustrating thing was that everybody in her life knew. They all saw it. It was very apparent, but no one ever said anything to her. And I'm like, why? Why am I the only one? That's exactly, you're right. The parallels, dude. Yeah. And it's just like, it's one of those things where, like I said, like, Or I guess I don't know if I've said this already. So listeners, if I'm repeating myself, please forgive me. (laughs) But like you don't have to keep friendships from high school just because you used to be best friends. Like you do outgrow people. You do change. You do like some people mature faster than others emotionally. And it's very. I think social media makes it hard to cut ties. It does. They're always there. It makes you feel like you're supposed to keep up with them. Yeah. Which, like, I guess for me, it's kind of... That's why you don't use it. (laughs) uh, I don't use Facebook at all because I got tired of people being like, why don't you ever call me? Why don't you ever talk to me? I always message you on Facebook. I'm like, fucking call me. I have a phone. I've had the same phone number since I was 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know it. I'm pretty sure you have it memorized because you used to have to do that in high school. Memorize phone numbers. But, like, I... what Whatever. Yeah. What a cop out. Like, it's not my fault. We both are capable of picking up right. the phone. Like, yeah, right. sure, I didn't. But I mean, neither did you. And it could be just part of growing up. This is something with years that you learn. Like, being in my 30s now, you too. You know, it's so easy to look back and just pinpoint the times that I just wasn't sure of myself. And that's why I let something go too far. Right. Or, or you I just cling- didn't have enough 
life experience to realize that I was in it or confidence to Mm -hmm. know that I could actually change the circumstances right now and make myself a hundred percent happier with friends and making friends now. You know, I, I, I know some, you know, lots of people that have a good friend group and I do, but it's just making new friends are like, now I just realize I'm so damn awkward. I can have conversations with some people and it's amazing and it's great. And I'm like cheering in my head and patting myself on the back. I'm like, you did great. Yeah, good job. You know, good job. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, lamp or whatever, <laughs> you know, or I'm yeah. like, yeah, I've, you know, I just mm-hmm. feel like such an idiot and I beat myself up for it, you know, later. But that's anxiety for you. Yeah. Um, I think it also has a lot to do with like chemistry and that doesn't have to be romantic chemistry. There's but just friendship, yeah, chemistry friendship chemistry too. Chemistry. Like I find it easier to talk to certain people if they're like kind of on the same like humor level as me same. or like on the same like wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> the, or like the same level of social awkwardness and anxiety. Right. Yeah. Like, like you mesh well with different people. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm this Sunday, I'm meeting up with some moms and our kids and my, our, the husbands will be there too, but I know that it will be segregated. All the husbands will be together and the wives will be together. And they're, mm-hmm. they're good. I'm excited actually. Like I'm not really that nervous. Like I've hung out with them before, but it's a very like play date friendship. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, I just can't imagine them being like, Oh, you want to go out to dinner? And it just be us. Right. Like it's gotta be with our kids and it's a fun thing. And it's like a new thing for me where I'm realizing you can have all these different types of friendships Mm -hmm. where it's not, I think it's just breaking that mold too. After you're done with all your studies of being, you know, having that whole like popular thing where the more friends you have, the better, you know, it is where it's like, no, I just want a few good ones. Yeah. And I think too, being out of school, you have a different scale to measure things on. Like you don't need that French or like that huge group of friends to make yourself feel relevant or secure because you have a family that you're making. You have your partner, you have, you know, you're growing closer to your siblings or maybe your partner's family, or you have those like one few friends that actually manage to make it through, you know, the process of becoming an adult and that like it's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, and and who has time for like a huge group of like no best best friends? I don't you know? because eventually it feels disgenuine. It well, feels, it feels forced. It feels yeah. like oh, I got to do this to keep up appearances. Exactly. If I don't show up, they're gonna be like, what's wrong with her? Yeah, or why didn't you come see me? Yeah, make you feel guilty. I like, know. I, I don't my have friends, any of those commitments anymore. I know. Me either. My friends I don't have mom. anything like that anymore, and it feels so good. Yeah. Sorry. My friend. No, my going. friend's mom was always like, "Why don't you ever come and visit me?" Even though my child lives in a completely different state, I'm like, uh, why would I come and I'm sorry. I know that like you felt I was over enough during high school where you kind of felt like I was your child too. But like, why would I come and visit you without? I bet they were just saying that they didn't really want you to come over. But because if I had, like, what yeah, what would we so have weird. done? Yeah. I mean, it would have been weird and awkward. Or maybe she did really want you to come over because she was lonely. That, I mean, that's She wanted probably, a kid. That's probably And her accurate. kid was probably ignoring her and not answering the phone as much as yeah. they wanted. Yeah. And that was probably a lot of it. And I'm just like, I... Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, but I bet there are so many of our listeners that can relate to having a friend breakup and how painful they can be. And not only that, but if you have heard us talk about this and you're like oh yeah my this friend of mine is like kind of acting like that or I've been trying to think of like how to cut this person out of my life for a while even though that particular phrase sounds so So, aggressive yeah thinking like finding a way to do it in a 
or just, you know, distancing yourself. Maybe not cutting them out completely, but just kind of like, like you said, like distancing yourself, like putting slowly, slowly putting, yeah, drawing your boundaries. It doesn't have to be. And I think that's something I've learned too, is it didn't have to be dramatic. It didn't have Mm -hmm. to, I could, I didn't have to have a talk with that friend and said, you know, here's this, I can't be friends with you while you're dating him. I could have just stopped hanging out with her. Yeah. Slowly. But I think that's a hindsight 2020 thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have saved myself a lot of pain by just putting the distance and. And eventually with my friend Jay, I told her, I was like, look, I am getting whiplash, like having you in my life. And I see the things that you're doing and observe your behavior. And it's just, I can't get behind it. I can't support it. And I can't be around you if I, if I know that like, you're not being honest with me about things you know, and just like, I, that's just it. Like here are the things that I need out of this friendship. And if you're willing to give those to me, then fine. But if not, you know, it's just, I, I'm, I'm just going to fade out. Yeah. Yeah. And she was just like, I don't know, of course made me out to be the villain and horrible. And I'm sure spewed horrible things to like all of our other I can't believe she said that to me. Do you do you think that too? No, of course I don't think that. Oh yeah, exactly. All the people that said the same thing about her. Oh no, you're yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. With me. Which is fine. But I mean, and again, what I want to get across is I was not perfect in the breakup. Um, but at the end, when I was trying to be friends with her again, it was genuine. Yeah. And when it ended the way it did, I felt that she showed her true colors. And even after her friend called me a bitch and I told one of our other mutual friends, they're like, well, that's not her. I'm like, well, where, where did she get the ideas? Mm-hmm. I never spoke to that person. You know, they don't know me. I've never met them. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you- They weren't around when this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what it comes down to is you've got to be true to yourself. You know, just speaking from experience, if you can do it in a, you know, constructive constructive way, way. like don't, you don't have to blow up. It doesn't have to be dramatic. You don't have to tell them every little thing. Unless you just love drama and that's what you need in your life. Then you're probably the friend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you don't have to tear them down and tell them every little thing that's wrong with them. That In fact, that's what I learned is sometimes fewer words is best. Yes. I mean, again, I I was feeling hurt and raw myself and I said things that I wish I didn't. Yeah. But it happened and you can only move forward. You don't have a time machine. You can't go back. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in no way thinking that I'm in the right. I just, you got to do it in a constructive way. I wish I would have thought it out a little bit more. Yeah. And you don't have to force yourself to hang on to those things just because they used to be good. Like things are allowed to change and to not work for you anymore and to not fit in your life. And actually it's natural. It is natural. Somebody, one of my bosses at one of my old jobs told me that life is like a tree and all of your friends are leaves and they'll change with the seasons, but like the branches and the trunk and the body of the tree is like your family and your you know, life significant other. Yeah. And which I guess is family. Right. And like, that is what will stay true. And like, you know who those people are. And I am probably butchering that because she was like a super just like soulful black lady who just made me feel so good about myself every time she talked to me. And yeah, but I just try to be that person for someone else. Yeah, for sure. That's what I try to do. When someone comes to me with a problem, I try to give them a piece of wisdom. Yeah, and remember, we're all fine. But not really.